Hey. hey, welcome to What's in Your Kitchen Cabinet, the show where we look in your cupboard and tell you what to do with your slim pickings. I'm Maggie. And I'm Jonathan. It's great to be here. How are you, yeah, Jonathan? I, I am doing well. Um, I, I looked in the the cabinet today because I wanted to uh, try a new recipe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever been to Bonefish Grill? I have. Okay, so you know the Bang Bang Shrimp? Very limited, Okay. But yes. Yeah, so it's like a spicy sauce, but you never know, like what it is how it's made and they're not giving out their secret recipe what's the bang bang yeah. uh yeah so i started doing sort of the off brand of blue apron mm. yeah and uh they had this steak and potato meal that had three different sauces and the one sauce was called uh yummy yummy sauce which is always <laughs> like a little bit right like, okay like that that seems a little bit far-fetched it's a grandiose promise yeah, so uh, I tasted it. I was like, wow, this tastes like bang, bang. And now I'm like, uh-oh, I now know what's in it. And it's literally just mayonnaise, sriracha, sugar. And uh, my dad says specifically the smoked paprika is what gives it its flavor. Mm. But I'm going to like try it without it. And I mean, paprika just is that it's a coloring more than a seasoning. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I was assuming it would be sugar in some way that that would be like the, the yeah. bang, bang. Yeah, I, I would have never guessed, but that's where the sweetness comes from and the hotness. I'm not a real sriracha fan. Me either. Yeah. So um, I'm going to have to suck it up, maybe find like the small bottle. Because mm -hmm. I usually get like that like 40 ounce Texas Pete hot oh, sauce. Oh, yeah. So. I actually have some that I can give you that I bought oh, do to you? try it and I'm, I don't want it. Okay, that's it fine. Yeah, it. yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fit for the, the, the bang bang sauce. So yeah. I'm going to try that out this weekend, see how that goes. Um, so, so how was your uh, morning? It was it was really lovely. I uh, I love eggnog, okay. and I had heard that Starbucks has this eggnog latte, and so I was so excited. I don't even like boozy eggnog. I just like the like. Kind you of actually just like comes the in the egg. carton. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That it's you know I love eggs. I love milkshakes. Uh, Mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I am heartbroken. It's horrible. Really. The eggnog latte from Starbucks is not good at all. And you would think that would be the story of the season with Starbucks, but it's no. Right. It's about their their cups. It's a seasonal cup. Yeah. Uh, and and everybody was there, and I will tell you, I was the only one out of easily ten or fifteen people buying the eggnog. And the woman who made it even said, like, tasted a little of the extra and said, "Oh boy, that's sweet." And sort of looked at me askance, and I should have known. Should have known that, like, yeah, there, there should be, like, a, a return policy so. when the person goes, whoops, right. <laughs> we may have made a bad choice here. Yeah, you know how you go to those, like, hipster bars, and they give you the little tasting kind, yeah. and you talk about the tannins, and the tannins is beer, the whatever the... I mean, but that's the only thing I really want, so, tannins. yeah, tannins. So. <laughs> and, and then you go, oh, I don't like that, and the bartender right. kind of looks at you like, oh, you are a person of a discerning palate. I want that at Starbucks. I just imagine that that woman tastes this and goes, this needs vodka. I think so. Yeah, like, that's what she was probably thinking. I think in her head, you know, when they all go on break, they're going to be like, oh, look at this idiot yeah. buying, the, buying the worst item that we sell here. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's that joke, like, how many can we sell? Right, yeah. I think so. Or, like, you know how the TSA has an Instagram? Yeah. Where they just take pictures of all the weird stuff they confiscate? I imagine the Starbucks maybe has, like, a bulletin board in the back where they go, like, oh, who's the idiot that bought the Tivana of tea? And, yeah. yeah. Just, just make sure that you check out Starbucks' Instagram page so <laughs> Right. You can see the the photo of Maggie see. with her yeah. just smile like, yeah, I got it, everybody. Right. Just getting shamed publicly. 
by the largest coffee retailer in the world. Yeah. Well, uh, that's not a good segue, but it is going to be for, for right now to our, our uh, yeah. show today. Um, as you know, it is the political season. Mm. Like this is the this is the month where you're either super happy about where the country's going to go or heartbroken. But we're not talking about major politics today. What we are going to do is talk about the local government. Um, and today we have a cabinet member of the new mayor for Baltimore City, Catherine Pugh. So oh. um, if you're ready. I'm ready. All right. I'm well, excited. We will uh, be getting to that momentarily. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to We Have to Ask. We Have to Ask? I gotta be honest with you, I'm not sure what the hell is going on. So we have to ask. I, I, I've i tried to ask. You did? And I, I haven't gotten any answers. Hey, Kitchenettes, welcome back to What's in Your Kitchen Cabinet. Today with us is Alphonse Gage, the Secretary of Security and Finance Internet Division mm-hmm. for Governor-elect, uh, for, excuse me, for Mayor-elect Catherine Pugh. Uh, with us here is Mr. Gage. Uh, hello, Maggie. Hi. Hello, Jonathan. Is it Secretary Gage or... Uh, not officially. Okay. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. Uh, when Miss Pugh actually takes office, okay. uh, then her, her chosen staff will... Uh, actually get their assigned titles so um you know in a month or so 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 what brought you to the the government sector like or how how did you how, i guess in essence how did you meet uh, Mary how did Lack? i become yeah, involved like, with yeah. uh Catherine Catherine Pugh? Pugh, yeah. uh excellent question yeah so um i actually just finished getting my degree in internet finance okay. uh, from the Art Institute of Pittsburgh online. And uh, I saw that there was a very heated uh, democratic race for uh, for the nomination mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. among all of those candidates. I said, Catherine Pugh uh, looks like the one that could most use an internet finance director and uh, stepped up and offered to uh, write this plank of her platform, which right. um, frankly, none of the other candidates had. And I think I think that played a strong role in uh, why she became the next mayor of Baltimore. And uh, so you you just graduated in in May. Uh oh. Okay. I guess we're playing gotcha journalism. I graduated last May, so oh, okay. a, a year ago. A year ago. I was okay. I was kind of floating. I I had intended to go backpacking, uh, but it, it turned out I did not have the finances to support mm-hmm. that. So uh, I was having what I call my staycation, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that uh, that continued for uh, about a, a year until uh, I saw I uh, thought maybe politics right mm-hmm. yeah it's, it seems like a good spot to start in especially with the way that the world is going a lot of a lot of places are getting hacked into oh yes um, and I I would I would be worried about a lot of the stuff that goes oh on sure and you should be okay uh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, Baltimore is not only famous for the corruption of our politicians and right. mis- misuse yes. of funds, but I would say like any government entity has almost no plan for protecting the the city's uh, data services. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that includes the city's finances. Uh, I, I can let me give you a, a for example. Okay, yeah. Here. Yes, uh, are you please. familiar with two-factor authentication? Uh, no. Absolutely not. No. Okay. So, you have I assume Google accounts like Gmail? Yes. Yes. So there is a feature that you can turn on that prevents you from logging in with just a username and password. You actually then need to have 
a second device. That's what's called the second factor. Right. And essentially, uh, usually that's your phone. And it will generate a random code that also authenticates you as basically having this device. Yeah. So now logging into Gmail requires your username and password and this second factor, this device. Right. And that's, that's a second uh, layer of security that proves that you are who you say you are. And if somebody uh, finds your password online or hacks your computer and uh, gets it with a keystroke logger, you, you have that extra security. And I have to say, my uh, when I brought that up, the Catherine Pugh campaign had the same reaction you did. What is that? Yeah, what, what, yeah. And it, it sort of terrified me. So uh, until we actually get in there and start cleaning things up, the city is wide open for uh, identity theft, right. for uh, mm-hmm. fraud of all kinds. And uh, it's really it's really scary what you can do with just a web browser these days. Yeah, so I, I guess that sort of... Uh, I, recently, I had uh, an update to my iPhone. Mm. Uh, and it's very smart. Yeah. It made me have to log into a lot of different things, like even the game center. Um, right. When I logged in, I was in uh, Glen Burnie at my job mm. and it said that I was technically in Pennsylvania. And uh-huh. so it had me like send a code to my cell phone so that I could write that code into there so that they knew that I was still in it. Yep. That's exactly, that's, that's two factors. So okay. in that case, they're proving that you have a phone that right. receives texts at your phone number. And that's another common way to do two-factor okay. authentication. Yeah. Now, Alphonse, all of my passwords are all the same. They're all the name oh, of my Jesus. favorite spice. Mm. Okay. Oh, I really all spice. don't think you should have said that out loud. Uh, um, uh, you, um, we can edit that out. Can you edit yeah, it? Yeah, we'll edit that okay. out. Uh, it's just the word all spice, no caps. Oh, my goodness. My bank, my Facebook, Maggie, my please. Gmail. Oh, Okay. Uh, so you're you're implying that that's a bad strategy? Honestly, the uh, worst strategy was that you you gave out yeah, uh, to oh, the public geez. your. Yeah. Uh, I assume you use your real name on this podcast, uh, which means Margaret Kelly. Kind of oh, come my oh. goodness! Okay, okay. wow. Uh, I'm gonna recommend after this that uh, you you change uh, your password everywhere uh, before hopefully before you put this episode up and uh, start start using a password manager. Uh, I'm happy to uh to help you get uh any of that set up uh i'm honestly uh, and this goes for for anyone listening for the next month uh, i'm I'm not technically employed until Catherine Pugh takes office so okay. uh, i'd be okay. happy for uh for a nominal fee i think my hourly rates are very reasonable uh to get anybody set up and uh uh yeah and please um don't don't share your password with anyone that's uh that's pretty much a recipe for identity theft yeah immediate swift oh. brutal uh, one of the things this that when sobering. I went, yeah, when I went to the the polls and we're looking at the the candidates, uh, I saw uh, researching each candidate. Catherine Pugh stood on a Bitcoin platform, yes, uh, trying to keep the entire Baltimore City funds to be invested in, yep. and kept in Bitcoin, yep. which I believe she would be the first political office absolutely holder in the united states to go on that platform yes i um i'm looking to have baltimore be the first digital currency city okay hmm. uh we're going to have all city finances uh go through bitcoin okay. uh, not just as an investment vehicle but a- actually as uh, a replacement for cash a replacement for checks a uh, replacement for uh taking credit cards um you'll you'll start to see uh new parking meters mm-hmm. uh coming out soon and uh, similar to uh, you all enjoy the Baltimore City trash cans. Yes, very much so. Uh, yeah, we're going to be rolling out a, uh, a one 
Bitcoin wallet per citizen. Okay. Uh, it'll be a, a small USB device that you can plug into your computer or your phone uh, to keep those uh, Bitcoins safe. Could, could you explain uh, for listeners that have never heard of Bitcoin or okay. have heard of the word Bitcoin but sure. have no clue sort of the, yeah, the monetary value of it sure. um, and, and sort of just the process of it? Uh, well, to start at the top, uh, Bitcoin is uh, what's known as a digital currency. And uh, essentially, there is a, a worldwide network of computers that are keeping a ledger of all transactions through, throughout time of any time someone exchanges Bitcoins. And uh, I won't go into the details about that, but essentially the, the reason all of these computers work together in a way that can be trusted is because they're all racing to mine Bitcoins. Right. And as a side effect of trying to uh, solve, solve puzzles with big computers and earn Bitcoin, they're also keeping records of these transactions. So you can think of it as a bank uh, w with no CEO. Right. It's, a, it's mm -hmm. a bank that runs itself. And like any currency... Uh, you asked about value. Yep. Um, that actually depends a lot on uh, what people think it's worth. Okay. And mm -hmm. uh, as of this week, uh, with the recent election and uh, Donald Trump's election to office, Bitcoin has gone up quite a few percentage points. Uh, it's uh, Last time I looked, it was around $730 to one Bitcoin. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do know that there were a lot of people at the debates that were a little bit concerned about how many coins they would have to carry around, and I don't think they understood that this wasn't an actual... It's not a tangible item. Coin. That's right. Yeah, these are all... Uh, a, a Bitcoin is not a physical thing. Right. It's uh, it's just represented as a number in that's stored in this network. So it's stored on computers all over the world. And the way you spend it is uh, you, you essentially hold a key, and that's what goes in your Bitcoin wallet, a key that says, I am in control of these coins. And uh, without that key, no one can spend those coins. Uh, so it will be very important when you get your, your city key, mm -hmm. uh, your city Bitcoin wallet, well, yeah. uh, you, you must not lose that. Now, Mr. Gage, are you foreseeing the Bitcoin coming to all realms of Baltimore City, corner stores, private businesses? You know, we would like to see that. Uh, we've been very inspired by the uptake of the B-Note, uh, which w really started out as a way to have local businesses come together and, uh, you know, give discounts to the community and support uh, support people that support their local business. Uh, we think that would be great for, for Bitcoin. Uh, there are uh, currently not many businesses that, that take it. I'm only familiar with uh, Bad Decisions, the bar mm -hmm. in Fells Point, mm -hmm. uh, will actually take Bitcoin for payment uh, if you ask. Uh, but, you know, we're not going to enforce that on anyone. Uh, we, we don't, you know, it's a free country. We believe people should be able to take right. uh, the currency of the nation. Uh, but for for all, like, city tax payment purposes, for the payment of uh, traffic fines, uh, for filing, uh, for permits, uh, that's all going to need to be Bitcoin. Uh, one of the concerns uh, with one of the people running against Catherine Pugh from the Democratic primary side to also mm -hmm. uh, a writing campaign with Sheila Dixon yes. um, and and her sort of trying to reimagine what she was. Right. Um, and I guess my concern would be, um, how are you going to keep Catherine Pugh out of the lack of a better word, the roughness that is politics in Baltimore City? Mm. And, yeah. and then also uh, keeping away from possible uh, corruption, right. where like Sheila Dixon had her gift card scandal right um how how are you going to lead that up uh in in a sense bitcoin takes care of that 
So there, there will be no accounts for her to raid because she won't have the keys to those uh, accounts. So who would have the keys? Uh, the individuals who are in control of those specific budgets. Okay. Okay. So the uh, there is always the chance that uh, someone in the administration or or outside of the administration could coerce a city employee into uh, misspending those coins. Uh, but each Bitcoin spent is on a public ledger. We okay. actually can track in the open all city expenses. And I think that's it's going to be very powerful for the uh, the open data, the open yeah. government. It's movement. a good, good bit of transparency. Uh, mm-hmm. I do I do want to bring up, um, you, you brought up corruption and, mm-hmm. and illegal activity. Mm-hmm. And I think Bitcoin gets a very bad rap here. Probably uh, most people have only heard of Bitcoin if their computer has been hacked right. and their files mm-hmm. held ransom. And it is true that criminals often uh, like to work with Bitcoin because technically it is anonymous. Right. Uh, you, you know, these coins are moving around to random addresses that it doesn't have any names attached. And criminals like that aspect. Uh, but on, on the other hand, every Bitcoin spent is stored in a public ledger. Right. And mm. we will be publishing the, the public part of the, uh, the keys that the city holds. So people will be able to, to watch in real time as uh, the city, uh, I hope... Uh, responsibly spends the uh, the tax dollars we that, collected. That'd be good. I know that my my grandfather really likes to sit down at the computer and just watch things get updated. So yeah. I think this would be fun for him to just be able to sit and watch and right. and see where all the money is going. And at least it gives you a real time understanding of uh, where our money goes and yeah. uh, get real frustrated in real time because sometimes you just get frustrated Absolutely. just because of the news. Right. Um, at least you can be frustrated and go, no, this is not okay. Yeah. And then contact somebody. I think it's going to be very groundbreaking. Uh, it, it may cause uh, some some uproar. There there will definitely be some uh, political blowback. Yeah. But I think uh, it's better to be transparent. Yeah. Mr. Gage, are, are you prepared to be made scapegoat if this goes awry? Well, yeah, you're definitely going to be made scapegoat. How, how do you mean? This is Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. Okay. Are you, you're not, you're not really super familiar with our, the way we do things here. I mean, Sheila Dixon got to take a second run at, at being mayor. Yeah, right. but she was out for like... Probably 10 years. Yeah, and she also was in jail. Hmm. Um, I mean, you've made it to a point where it is a transparent yeah, system. This is a yeah. vicious place. That they could easily just say that they were hacked and that you failed in your security settings. And... Uh, I see. Mm-hmm. You've, you've brought up a very good point that in a in a sense by setting up the system i can be seen as a single point of failure yep yes for sure uh, okay are you, are you comfortable with being blamed for the reason why Catherine Pugh is not re-elected or uh, why people lose money to to those two questions um uh yes i feel very confident that okay. uh mm. It, if Catherine Pugh uh, is not re-elected to office that it will not be because of the the bitcoin uh, financing or security changes. Uh, yeah, I just I just want you to say like uh, if you if you listen to that, uh, you're talking about the city's money, yes, and security, yes, which mm-hmm. are pretty much two aspects, yes, that people Care really about. hold deep to their heart. You know, I would uh, I would push back on that okay. a little bit because if if the city uh, if the current government cared, they would they would not use the same password for every every literally every city uh financing thing i could tell you right now uh not because they told me but because it was easy to guess uh the passwords to all of the city's bank accounts is it kevin plank uh it's 
you know, I'm, I don't want to say it on air, okay. uh, but you were, okay. you were very close. Okay. okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Alphonse. Uh, yes. But uh, with all of our guests, uh, we like mm. to play a game. Yes. Um, oh, and excellent. And I, I think it's time for us to play Succotash. Succotash! Oh, yeah. okay. So the way this game works, uh, we have our kitchenettes write in through email or also tweeting at us at uh, We Have to Ask. Okay. And um, what we do is they give us up to three ingredients that they find in their cabinet. And then you have to sort of blend them together to make a meal. Oh, my gosh. You can do it. Uh, can I can I make a confession? Yes. Yes, of course. Uh, I, I actually haven't cooked in about a year okay uh i've i've been using this uh meal replacement called soylent i don't, oh. I don't know if you've yeah, heard about this yeah um it is very futuristic uh and i would say not very delicious but uh very convenient mm-hmm. very nutritious mm-hmm. um well okay well uh we'll see how i do on this okay well we have uh, our first kitchenette that came, is getting to us on Twitter. And remember, that is at We Have to Ask. Uh, it is Dan K. Mimi. Uh, and they have a can of corn, which is always good. It's an mm. easy thing. Okay. Um, a half-opened bag of coffee grounds. Okay. My God. Yep. And then also tomato paste. So can of corn, okay. half-used bag of coffee grounds yeah. and tomato paste i uh i would say m- maybe uh water down the paste okay a bit mm. and uh i guess you could heat that up and put the corn in it okay. and then make yourself uh, some coffee so not oh. even use the coffee in the food i i no. wouldn't recommend that oh my do, that's do people a, eat that's to... a radical approach yeah typically our guests combine all for this Oh my god! Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, should I try again? No, no. I mean, I mean, if if it was me, what I would do would be to use the paste to press down the grounds to get some juice out of it, Agreed. and mix it with the corn, and then just have uh, what I would like to call uh, Java corn. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'm starting to get. Yeah, it. you got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. This is no pressure. But... Yeah. No. No pressure okay. at all. Uh, and we have one here. This is from at Willy Willy Wonkers. Mm. I don't know. He sounds a little nutty. Yeah. Uh, this this young man uh, in his kitchen cabinet has one can of pinto beans. Ooh, okay. Just just the pinto beans. Yeah. Uh, a, t- a carton of Captain Crunch. Mm. Mm. Okay. And uh, this isn't technically in the cabinet. It's in the fridge. So forgive me. Cottage cheese. Mm. Cottage cheese. I mean, it might be in the cabinet, which would be concerning about the use of cottage cheese. About Willy Willy Wonka's health, yes. <sighs> okay. Um, sorry, I'm, this is making me really nervous. That's okay. Uh, so, okay. So pinto beans, yeah. Captain Crunch. Cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. Okay. What's really weird about that is uh, those three things actually make up uh, my passphrase. That really? I, yeah. Is, oh. this, is this some kind of a joke? No, 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 it's not. That's at all. that's the passphrase to to my password management system. The same one that you're going to to what, give to Maggie. What the hell is the... going on here? Are you the, no? That's the... my personal. That's for my personal account. Well, I I feel like this would be a a good uh, dip to go in a burrito. Yes, um, or a, a dip or to go with a burrito. Um, and so what you would do is you would just crush up the Captain Crunch into the cottage cheese. 
and then mix that with the pinto beans. Get that sweet spice. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. it would be like a, an interesting take on uh, a, a guacamole-esque type meal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you are you okay, Alphonse? No, I don't. I don't understand what's happening here. All right, well, let's just try one more. Okay, um, just, just the one. Yeah, we're just gonna try one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, we got an email uh, from our probably our number one uh, no. kitchenette. You know. <laughs> oh man, Sally. Uh, Sally. Uh, she always gives us some interesting little tidbits in here. So here we go. We have one of those little packets of crystal light that you can pour into your water bottle okay um we also have a box of scallop potatoes okay yep Mm -hmm. and then uh finally a half used uh bottle of gatorade i don't know why she's keeping that in there but does she say the kind of gatorade uh it does yes yeah mountain blue Mm. okay uh i feel like this is um going to be a lot of citrus okay mm-hmm. uh but i would um i would go ahead and mix the crystal light into the gatorade mm-hmm. solid and uh use that uh you're gonna want to uh take those potatoes and uh, essentially simmer simmer that down in the gatorade uh crystal light it's gonna be um very tart mm-hmm. uh but i think with the starch in the potatoes uh that'll that'll kind of mellow out a little bit and, and become sweet as yeah. you chew it I'm really sorry. Um, it seems like you, you did. I do that wrong. I, I mean, mm. it there wasn't really much creativity in there. Right, it was very um, literal. Yeah, okay. I mean, what you really should just do yeah. is mix the powdered cheese with the crystal light. Thank you. Um, and then crush the potatoes. Okay. Um, and then roll the bottle on okay. top of that to give it an earthy feel to it—not a taste, but an earthy feel—and mm-hmm. then pour it into the Gatorade. And then use that to marinate chicken. Wait, when did a chicken come into this? Just to save for later. Yeah, that, that wasn't on. Yeah. that wasn't in the ingredient list you at all. Yeah, yeah, you things. can. Yeah. Okay. I'm I, really sorry that that second I feel like really this threw is definitely some gotcha journalism happening. Here. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to be running uh, a lot of important things in our city, we just yeah. need to make sure that you're there. I just think if you're going to set up a system, you should be transparent about the elements that yeah. are that are in that system, and uh, you you hid the fact that there was chicken available. I think that was yeah. very dishonest. I, I just want you to know that uh, you should get really accustomed to the MTA because that bus is going to back up on you real quick. Okay. Yeah. But thank you, uh, Secretary thank you, Elect. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this has been uh, Alphonse Gage. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And um, we'll be right back. Thank you from our sponsors, Kevin Bacon's Cream of Chicken Soup. It's holiday season and you need something to spice up those casseroles. It's not bacon. It's cream of chicken soup. Happy Thanksgiving from Kevin Bacon's Soup. Welcome back, Kitchenettes. Jonathan, another great episode. It was really good. I don't think he's prepared for (laughs) that bumpy ride. No, it's going to rude awakening. Yeah, it's going to be great. But, you know, good good Adam for trying something new and trying to bring a fresh take. Uh, I'm excited. Hopefully his creativity will come better in public office than than on here. Because, I mean, come on, man. Seems like a good kid. Yeah, that might be the problem. (laughs) But, yeah. So next week, I'm oh. excited. We got ourselves uh, an A-list. Yeah, man. we're gonna have Oprah Winfrey on. I can't believe it. She's starting a new line of canned food. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got the exclusive of the okra wine free, um, which is okra being just marinated in wine. We're going to have that first on-air taste of anyone in America. It is. It's going to be great. And hopefully you will be able to sense the taste that we're tasting um, because we'll write you a beautiful picture of words. Right. No so. better radio than tasting food. Yeah. And and Jonathan, as always, uh, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah. If you want to check us out on Twitter and Facebook, do that at We Have to Ask. And uh, join our conversation. Tell us, Kitchenettes, what's in your kitchen cupboard? Once again, that's what's in your kitchen cupboard. Yeah. What What is – and even try to go with the strangest thing, you know? Go weird. I have uh, some, some Texas Rotini pasta. I'm afraid to open it. I'm not sure it. what's going to happen with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is this was a good episode. It was. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm Maggie. And uh, I'm Jonathan. And as always, uh, this poor dog had none. This episode of What's in Your Kitchen Cabinet was brought to you by Kevin Bacon Soups. We'd like to thank our producers, Amy and Herbie Lobsters. Thanks to Norris Blackman for the show art. And thanks to Skies and Chaos for the use of our theme song, New Day. Check them out on iTunes. And while you're there, check us out as well. If you're already a subscriber, give us a rating and a review. It really helps. Join the discussion online at wehavedass.com or on Twitter or Facebook at wehavedass. And don't forget to check out the other podcasts in the Peaksloft Network at peaksloft.com. How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network.